What is up, guys? My name's Jordan. I'm with my old man, Howie. And welcome to episode 17 of the Jacobs Dynasty Sports Podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us once again. We appreciate it as always. Um, another fun show for us, sitting on the couch in the living room with our dog, Jax. No better place to start than a Super Bowl wrap-up. Man, oh man, I'd love to sit here and say that I predicted from early in the season that my man crush Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to march through the playoffs on the road until the Super Bowl and come away with a dominating win, but uh, I didn't. Uh, They got off to a strong start on the season after the Saints game. Um, Then I think after they lost to the the Packers in Green Bay. They beat the Packers. They lost to the Saints again, blowout on uh, Monday Night Football. So I think after that game, I sort of jumped off the train. Like, I didn't think that they could pull it together. But man, oh man, and I'm sure everybody's heard plenty about it this week, and rightly so. Tom Brady is the goat of all goats in the NFL. Um, I will say this, and I'm sure Jordan has something to say about this. Watching the first half of that game, you definitely felt like the refs were trying to favor Tampa Bay. Um, it got a little better as the game goes on, you know, the game went on. But that being said, there's a lot to be said for, uh, yeah, Jax is a Tampa Bay fan. There's a, there's a lot to be said about momentum. And it was very difficult for the Chiefs to get any momentum going early in the game because of the refs and the calls that they were making against them. Yep, definitely. Um, I think, as seen by the game, the refs' first half, I kept saying that the refs were trying to favor Tom Brady. My dad wouldn't agree with me. So after I went downstairs midway through the first half because I couldn't take it anymore, I overheard my dad saying, damn, the refs. No, no, it wasn't even overheard. I mean, I admitted it. What, what I was trying to do is I was trying to look at the plays and determine, like, how far off the mark they were and the calls that they were making. And some of them, it looked like it could have gone either way. Like, but I, I, I've never seen uh, offsides on a field goal attempt ever. I, I even, totally And in, no one calls that in the Super Bowl unless it's blatantly obvious. No, I totally agree. When you have something like that, you know, happen on a fourth down. I mean, that's a game changer. And don't forget that that's after the Tampa Bay got down to the the goal line on like a pass interference call or something. And then the Chiefs stopped them. And then literally stopped them on the one yard line multiple times. No, and then they get the blocked field goal or the offsides on the field goal. Then they get down to the six yard line. There's a pass interference call against Tyra Matthew, who's guarding Mike Evans, the ball is 10 feet over his head. They call flag. Everyone's, and you know it's bad when the broadcast team says something about it because if they're yeah, saying it, then we're all saying no, it. No, no, I listen, I agree with you. Again, at the end of the day, do I think the refs got together and said, yo, we're going to hand this over to Brady? Yes. I'm no, kidding, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, 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 th- I think what it is at the end of the day, and it used to happen with Michael Jordan, it happens with LeBron where they get the calls Versus like last night at the end of the Mavericks-Hawks game, Trey Young was upset because he didn't get a foul call at the end of the game. That's probably a call in two to three years that Trey Young's going to get all the time. And by the way, Trey Young gets to the free throw line plenty. It's just you're not going to get that call at the end of the game 
And I think from the standpoint of the refs, it's when you have a guy like Brady out there who's won so many Super Bowls and you have the storyline and he's playing at home. If there's any doubt whether or not there should be a call, they're going to make the call. You know, that being said, Jordan and I did both agree despite the calls Tampa Bay probably would have still won the game. Yeah. It just probably would have been more competitive. Because when watching the game, the only people that really looked like they were trying out there was Mahomes, Kelsey, and maybe the kicker, obviously, who had a monster game <laughs> despite the loss, and then Pringle. Yeah, but I, an, another thing that I also think happens sometimes, and you've heard like when, when, Bra- when Brady first went to Tampa and was practicing with his teammates, I think under the radar when they weren't even supposed to be practicing – Players would talk about how they like would stand around and, and watch Brady and look at Brady. And what happens is like when you're a player growing up and you watch this guy winning games and winning Super Bowls, same thing with Michael Jordan and LeBron. You get people saying all the time, I grew up watching these guys play. When you're out there with them, it's larger than life. Listen, I met Michael Jordan. I was very fortunate. There's a story to it. Um, and I was very fortunate. But at the end of the day, you know, I kept having to smack myself about the fact that I was actually with Michael Jordan and I've been fortunate and Jordan has as well to meet a number of famous athletes over the years. We, we've gone and went to games, you know, hotels at six o'clock in the morning. We've met athletes and there weren't many that I felt were larger than life. Michael Jordan felt larger than life. And the night that I met him, Carmelo Anthony was there. Oh, and when I tell the story... It's like Carmelo Anthony does not exist when he's in a room with Michael and, Jordan. And Maya Moore, don't forget. You know? The WNBA star. Maya Moore was there. I think Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Yeah, Michael, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He was on the Hornets at the time. You know? uh, Steve Mills, who became the, the GM of the, of, the, of the Knicks or the president of the Knicks. I mean, it's like when you're around these guys who have accomplished so much, people stand around and watch. But listen, that being said, a couple things. Can't stand, buddy. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think we can both agree on it. Even though the stats may not show it and the Chiefs' performance may not show it, Pat Mahomes is clearly the best player in the NFL. Some of the throws he was making, absolutely ridiculous. And half of them should have been caught. No, no, I I was going to say that. I don't don't know that half of them should have been caught. I mean, but I think I read a stat that Pat Mahomes – Ran, scrambled for 476 yards Nin- during this game. It was 96. 96. I mean, just think about that. Think about that. Brady doesn't scramble like 15 yards in a game. I mean, as Jordan said, their offensive line was banged up. But, you know, we listen to other podcasts. You know, we form our opinions from hearing what other people say. Let there be no doubt, as Jordan said, Pat Mahomes is the present and future of the NFL. The guy is supremely talented. He was making throws after scrambling for like, you know, 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage that I I don't know that many quarterbacks in the NFL can make. I I I have no doubt that they'll be right back there next year. I mean, I don't see any team in the AFC competing against them except... Maybe if the Ravens get a big wide receiver. Yeah, I, I don't see it with Lamar because I just don't see that year-over-year development. If anybody, I think it would be the, the Buffalo Bills. They got to get another, take another They got to get forward. a big running back or Zach Moss needs yeah, to step up. But, but, you know, but you know something? A wide receiver. No, I agree with you, but they're not that many pieces away. And I think Josh Allen is probably 
you know, the closest thing to Mahomes, you know, just, just from the standpoint of development and everything like that. Um, and he's a big guy and he's a tough guy. The other guy, we're digressing briefly, but the other guy who I really think in the next couple of years has a chance to come on, especially Her- you get to, Herbert. Uh, yeah, Herbert. L- listen, I think, I think he's going to be a top three candidate for MVP next year. Cause when you look at the team, you got Eckler, Keenan Allen. We're not, and- but- I know, but we're, we're doing predictions for a preview. Predictions, you know? predictions. I, I'm, I'm just saying we're very fortunate because not only is Tom Brady going to come back next year, even though you might, you're going to lose Phillip Rivers, you might probably lose Drew Brees. Not only do you have Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson will probably be on a new team. Then, then you've got uh, Stafford on the Rams. Not and Lawrence coming in. I mean, if if yeah, you I'm think the that, Jags. if I'm you the think Jags. that, so what? I mean, the Jags have a lot of good picks. Urban Meyer is going to be the coach there. But anyway, I'm just saying it's it's a nice time to be a sports fan. You know, bet you got to bow down to Brady. You always say it's a cliche. Even if you don't like the guy, man. That guy is impressive. You go to a new team with COVID, no exhibition games, barely an offseason. And listen, they had a lot of talent. We talk about how they fit all those guys on the team. But man, the, guy, the guy's freaking impressive. And I have to tell you something. There was nothing that would be better next year than a Bucks chiefs rematch. Okay, because I, I'll tell you. Pat Mahomes is going to come out next season like a man possessed. And by the way, his toe is also banged up and he still scrambled. He had toe surgery the other day. So Jordan's a big fan of his. I can't help you but big fan of his. And for football fans, you know, we're counting the days to uh, training camp. They just need offensive line. But, but no, I mean, some of their guys were out. So they yeah, do no, have no, guys. The, but The two guys were out, but... So we got the hopefully there's a combine. We got the senior day game coming up. Yeah, and listen, look, and then you got the draft. The other thing that happens when you have teams like the Bucks and the Chiefs with the players that are on them is you end up getting players who are willing to go play on those teams for less money. Like Adrian Peterson, I saw wants to play with Brady next. No, I year. saw that. Listen, it's, Adrian Peterson at the end of the day, he just wants to play. Um, but I saw, you know, Bruce Arians calling out to Chris Godwin. He's going to be a free agent that, hey, whatever it takes, you're going to be back here. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I would love the game to be a little bit more competitive, but to end the season. But, you know, the Brady-Mahomes storyline and Brady winning his seventh championship in 10 years. I mean, listen, I, I don't care how cold Bill Belichick is at the end of the day and how much he never shows emotion. At the end of the day, he, he definitely had to be sitting somewhere appreciating that, even if he didn't watch the game and he saw the replay. Again, even we didn't even mention Rob Gronkowski. I mean, you know, the first couple of games of the season, Gronkowski looked like he was running in quicksand, goes into the Super Bowl, and I think they broke the record for, for touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, you can't say enough. I mean, you, you just can't say enough good things about him. But Anyway, so that that's a wrap on on the NFL season, and you know we're still going to talk about things during the course of the the off season. I mean, the NFL is is probably it's definitely our favorite. I mean, sport. We, we've already gotten a bunch of trade talks. Carson Wentz trade should be going down in the next couple of days. Yeah, Watson most likely getting traded. Yeah, I mean storylines are the Jets going to try to do something at quarterback or come back with the same guy, but. Listen, it always amazes me with these sports, how teams reposition themselves and they acquire players and salary cap and they hire and fire coaches. But it's like LeBron and the Lakers in the NBA. I mean, you almost feel, I don't want to say the Bucks are the class of the NFC, but 
you know. Uh, you mean um, Eastern, Eastern? And, yeah, I mean of the... No, the NFC. Oh, oh the, the, no, the I'm the saying the NFC, box, but again, box. you know, Drew Brees is most likely gone next year. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a year older, even though I'll never doubt Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, you could definitely see these two teams getting back there. Like I said, to me, Buffalo would probably be the biggest challenge in the AFC. But anyway, moving, moving on, on to the NBA. All-star week is approaching. Yeah. We've gotten some talks about a dunk contest going on at the halftime for the halftime show, but... Let's take a look at some of the uh, early vote-getters well, for... But before we jump to that, mm-hmm. I was going to say one of the things that's interesting is they weren't going to have an all-star game. And when the NBA started talking about having an all-star game, some of the more prominent players in the league, including LeBron... And Giannis. Came, yeah, well, Giannis was sort of following the big dog, as he called LeBron, which is an interesting thing. Um, when younger players are revering this guy, so it almost makes you wonder how they're going to overtake them on the court but um you know a lot of the players aren't too thrilled about the NBA season keep in mind they're coming off of a short bubble NBA season although they did have a break in between the bubble and and the COVID stoppage but it's also the traveling being exposed to other people you know yeah so some of these big star players they're not really looking forward to having an all-star game yep and also when you think about it Assuming that KD, Kyrie, and Harden all make the all-star team, if there's a COVID breakout, they're done for two weeks, and that puts them at a huge disadvantage. No, absolutely. You know, teams have been dealing with that all season, and they certainly don't want to have to continue to deal with it because of an all-star game that wasn't supposed to be played. Yep. But we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. You know, you mentioned the Nets, which is very interesting because – Probably looking at a scenario where the Nets are going to have maybe two starters and a third player on the team. I guess most likely Kyrie. They're all Harden. I think Harden would be the uh, the reserve. I think Kyrie's leading the votes right now. Well, let's take a look at the voting. Actually, Kyrie in the Eastern Conference is in second place for guards. Behind Bradley Beal, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. No, behind Bradley Beal. It's Kyrie and Harden. In the front court, it's Kevin Durant and Giannis. God, when, when you think about the talent of some of these players, you know, so let's talk about the Eastern Conference for a second. Yeah, we're going to go over our predictions of who's going to be the starters, who's going to be some nice reserves. Well, I mean, I, in terms of the starters, we have the vote leaders right here. Well, yeah, but. I'm assuming it's going to be Kyrie, Bradley Beal, KD, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. I mean, those seem like the pretty obvious. Well, let me ask you a question. How does it work in terms it's of... It's 50%. No, but is it fans. three front court players? Three, no, I'm not worried about the fan who votes. It's three but. big guys and then two guards. Okay, so right now you've got Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. Yeah. And then Beal and Kyrie. So let's talk about the front court. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's about eight coaches reserves on the team. So like when we talk about who else is going to make the team, you know, I'm looking at the voting right now. Jason Tatum is definitely going to make the team. And Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown. But we're talking about front court. So... You talk about Jason Tatum, then you got Jimmy Butler. I don't see, I don't Jimmy, see Butler Jimmy Butler making the team. It. He, he's been, it's not because of his talent, it's just he was out for a while, which puts him at a disadvantage when it yeah. comes to the decision. Bam Adebayo? Uh, I see him making it. He's been one of the only healthy guys this season. He's dominant on all aspects of the game. I, I could see him making it as a reserve. Yeah, then I, uh, DeMonte Sabonis. DeMonte Sabonis, probably one of the leading candidates for most improved player. He was an early MVP candidate. 
The guy gets it done. Even though the Pacers have been struggling as a late, he's the best player on the team. He's an absolute monster. I get, he's definitely making it. No, good analysis, Jordan. So I think I think of those guys, like we said, Tatum, Adebayo, Sabonis. Moving to the guards, it, it's, a, it's a little tricky. In fact, the voting's a little funky, and we have to make sure we're not missing anybody. You know, we talked about Bradley Beal, Kyrie, and Harden. Jalen Brown's definitely Jaylen making Brown, it. Jalen Brown's 100%. So interesting. Last season, Jason Tatum got the bulk of the attention. You know, the, the Celtics have been perennial winners under Danny Ainge. They have draft picks, and here they go. They have another guy who's just and developed. People and, forget that. They also have Kemba. They got Daniel Tice. Who's, they, the Celtics know how to develop the big men. No, I would agree. They're a first-class organization. Yeah, and I, I would assume that they're either going to a close game seven in the semifinals in the Eastern Conference or making the Eastern Conference Finals. Jumping ahead there, Jordan. Jumping ahead. Let's talk about the All-Star game. Um, uh, Zach Levine yes. coming off, what, 46 Fit, uh, points yes, last 46 night? 46 points. I think not eight or nine threes. Uh, it's very interesting because... Chicago has been like running a campaign, like when movie studios run campaigns for movies to be nominated for Academy Awards for for Zach Levine to be in the Mm All-Star Game. Um, As we get closer to the actual game, we're live, folks. Um, You know, Zach Levine is raising his level of play, so... That's going to help his cause as we get closer to the game. Yep, the Bulls, I mean, they're more improved than last year, but it's going to be a tough for them to make the playoffs. Um, with Well, they can make it with there being a playing game with the 7 versus 10 seed and the 8 versus 9 seed, but Zach Levine has been an absolute monster this year on a struggling Bulls team. Looking at some of the other people, Trey Young, he puts up big numbers, but his turnovers... Definitely hurt, but I, I'm sure that he'll be no, there. I, I think Trey Young's going to be there. It's like Jordan and I were talking a couple of days ago about when you're in the NBA, making your first all-star game is a huge leap, you know, because it means you're on the radar of coaches. You're on the radar of the fans. Trey Young, like Luca, and we'll talk about Luca in a second. Trey Young's got to be there. He was a starter last year. No, no, I, I understand. He's not going to be a starter this yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Did he get voted in last year? I think, well, vote. he was one of the top three, and then the league also decides. But he was amazing. No, but I don't know if he was a starter. He I was think a he starter. Was I remember. I remember I had baseball yeah. practice and texted you right after. We had so many of his cards. I was so happy. No, I, I, don't, I don't remember that. But listen, Atlanta's been up and down which you should expect when you have so many new players. And as this season goes on, it's really going to tell the tale about how talented Trey Young is and how he incorporates his new teammates. He has been playing better over the past two weeks. He just chucks up shots. Yeah, no, his, his field goal percentage, which has been better in the past, has not been great. He's very good at getting to the line, almost like Allen Iverson-ish, if, that's a, if I could use that word, but... He, he's really got to settle himself down and, and, and bring himself together a little bit more with the people on that team. You know, thinking about the rest of the guys who are going to make the team, and I'm sure we're going to leave somebody out. Um, Colin Sexton has a chance to make the team. I hope he does. One of the hardest workers there is in the NBA. He puts up big is numbers. He that, is he that hard of yeah. a worker? Yes. Well, the only thing is with that is Cleveland played well at the beginning of the season with a weak schedule. And now that they're playing better teams, they're not They're winning. in the middle of the pack right now. But 
uh, he's a 50-50 for me. And then if you look at the other three that are there for the top 10 for the Eastern Guards, it's no. Derek Rose, no, no, that's voted Westbrook, in. and Van Fleet. Are we who, missing uh, yeah. any other players? Are we missing I mean, Ju- Julius Randle. Hey, I, I just I, I don't see him making the team. I mean, who, who else is oh, on Orlando? Orlando? Yeah, who's on Orlando? Who's been oh, oh, oh. Um, what's his name? Uh, Vucevic. Vucevic. I think he's such an under-the-radar guy. He may not get in just because of his name. He, if you look at his stats, though, he's a monster on the boards, puts up big numbers. He's a big reason why the Magic win their games. But if you're looking at the rest of the front court guys, um, it, it's definitely going to be tough for him to make it. Another guy that actually may make it that's pretty interesting is Jeremy Grant, who's on the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are horrible this year. They have six wins, but Grant has been an absolute baller. I mean, we saw it last year in the playoff run for the Denver Nuggets. Um, he showed a lot of potential, and he's the main guy on the Pistons right now. Who He's been an absolute monster, but it's definitely going to be tough for him to make it due to the Pistons record. But that's our Eastern Conference predictions. Let's move it over to the Western Conference. We obviously got the favorites, LeBron, Jokic, Kawhi for your front court. Then for your guards, you got Curry and Doncic. I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Those are the guys getting the majority of the votes. Then the rest of the front court, Anthony Davis. I'm sure he'll be there, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been hurt. I know. He's been hurt. I don't know if he's going to play, but I expect him to be there. Paul George, who's also been a little hurt, I expect him to be there. Kawhi. What? Kawhi? Yes, I said Kawhi for a starter. Then six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You got Zion, Andrew Wiggins, Christian Wood, Brandon Ingram, and Carmelo Anthony. The only guy I can really. But this is vote. I know, this I know, is, I know. We're probably missing players. No. I mean, can't really think of anyone off the top of my head. Rockets. Uh, I know. Well, Christian Wood's on the Rockets, but he's going to be out for a while, so yeah, I don't see him making it. The only guy that I really see in the bottom five that has a chance is Zion, just because of the fans. I mean, he's been great this year. Not as talked about as much as last year, but he's been great. So Listen, the NBA is going to do whatever they can to get Zion in that game because they know publicity. that people are going to watch. Yep. At the end of the day, I'm just trying to think of Brandon Ingram. Yeah, no, he's on the list, but... You're not going to have two yeah. guys from a losing team. They'd love to have John Morant, but Morant just hasn't been yeah. playing great, as good as he was when he came back. Yeah. You say Donovan Mitchell, Devontae Booker? I, I'm, I'm going to guards now. I'm going, I'm going to guards now. But for guards, like I said, Curry and Luka are the top two guys. Damian Lillard definitely going to be there. He could even be a starter, but I'm pretty sure he'll be a reserve. Donovan Mitchell's number four. He'll be there. The Jazz have the best record in the league. Definitely have a tougher schedule coming up, but for now, he's a lock. John Morant and Devin Booker are the next two. I don't know if John Morant's going to make it. He was out, and he hasn't been performing like he was in the beginning of the season. But I think it'll be tough for him. Devin Booker, I think he's almost a definite lock. He, he's been absolute bowling out this season. The Suns are a five seed right now in a tough Western Conference. I almost just got stuck under the bed in my bedroom. We don't want to know how that happened. <laughs> no, I but, was trying to get socks for the dogs. But I was just talking about Devin Booker, how the Suns have been absolute bowling out this year. He's, They've been great. And then you got Chris Paul. Chris Paul could maybe sneak in. I think it'll be a little tougher just because... He's one of the older guys, but he, he could definitely sneak in. And then 8, 9, 10, you got Klay Thompson, who hasn't played a game in like two years. CJ McCollum, he's very good, but he's been injured. And Alex Caruso, he's just there because he's a fan favorite. 
<clears throat> so oh, you just oh, you're going through the voting. Yeah, but um, I'm trying to think of any other guys that have been showing that they Jamaican. I mean, John Collins comes to mind, but I don't think he's gonna make it and over. Hunter would. I mean, he's had a decent season. Yeah, but he's, he's not making it. He's not making it. Um, trying to think. I, I can't really think of any more guys. I'm thinking of the top. I mean, Jamal well, Murray. Jam- CJ McCollum's out. Yeah, right? Jamal Murray's a big name, but he hasn't been performing like an all-star no, this year. No, Trying to think of some of the other guys who were good in the bubble. You know, I think the NBA would love to have Ja there, but I just don't see it this year. Zion, I could see. Could we see LaMelo Ball making his first year first all-star appearance or no? I, I mean, he leads all rookies in every skill. I'm not thing, even, except for, I'm not uh, even going to acknowledge that. I do think next <laughs> year there's a chance he might even get voted in. The guy is extremely, extremely talented. He's a clear favorite for Rookie of the Year, no matter. He leads the rookies in every category except for blocks. Yeah, I have to say going into this season and thinking about the rookies who were available, I didn't think there was somebody who was going to shine as much as LaMelo has shined. I didn't think he had the highest basketball IQ. Maybe I was thinking a little bit about his brother, um, Who's actually been performing. He has been performing very well, by the way. And listen, the Pelicans are a more competitive team than I think they, anybody They were on expected. a four-game win streak until their loss last night. No, absolutely. I mean, Porzingis isn't going to make it. He's yeah. come back. He's been up and down. But um, listen, it's an exciting time for the NBA. Similar to what we were saying with the NFL. You've got the old guard guys like Le- LeBron and... You know, Giannis. Not well. Giannis isn't even like an old guard at this point. But yep. oh, um, I think we're forgetting Pascal Siakam. He's starting to come up hot as of now, but I don't I, think I don't he think has I, enough I to think put it's him through. Too little, too late at the end. Yeah, of the day. but he has been performing much better. Um, let's go to some of our other predictions. I know we like to talk about each week who are our predictions for the end of the season awards, who are our predictions for championship contenders and the champion. I think the clear favorite for MVP, we could both agree, is LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I'm Joel Embiid, he he's, has the stats, and they're in first place in the East, but the health is a big factor. LeBron's out there every night putting his body on the line, and Embiid's doing the same when he's healthy. No, he, he's out there every night. I mean, he's out there more than Anthony Davis, and it's like he's playing big minutes, which I never expected. They've won, I think, two overtime games in the past week. I mean, the guy just – I mean, close, they, they, close games. Yeah, they I beat mean, in the Lakers. They beat in the Nets. Two like the very, Lakers? Yeah, they beat the Lakers. Lakers. Joel Embiid, I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Talking about oh, no, Anthony Davis, he's been out the past two days due to um, Achilles tendinosis. But he did practice today in non-contact. So he's uncertain for tomorrow. But they're playing the Grizzlies tomorrow. They should get a win. But I expect him to be back for – a some big games next week um, involving the Nuggets, the Nets, some big games. A lot of big games next week. You got the Clippers playing the Jazz twice. Um, but, yeah, I have LeBron as MVP, and so does Howie. Um, I do. Looking at most improved player. Well, I, well by, by the way, besides Donovan Mitchell, Jokic you have to talk about For Donovan Mitchell, we haven't even mentioned Donovan Mitchell. No, yet. I'm saying I, I meant Jokic. I don't know if you mentioned yeah, Jokic. Jokic. I mean, I think LeBron proved in their matchup who the no, real. No, but, but I'm not saying that. I'm just recognizing guys who are playing very well. Donovan Mitchell deserves uh, to be recognized. Jokic has I been mean, playing pretty. Been no, on, I they, said Jokic. No, they've been on a four game losing streak. They got their first win last night, of like uh, five games. Listen, I think they'll be fine, but you uh, know, D- Donovan Mitchell has been playing fantastic. Yeah. He deserves to be recognized, and the Jazz hope, have a f- phenomenal record. Yeah, right now. but just. Get ready for this week and next week because they have some very, very tough matchups coming up. They play the Sixers, the, the Bucks, the Heat, 
the Clippers twice, the Lakers, the Nets. Some very, very tough games coming up for them. But I would be shocked if they aren't a top three seed this year when it comes for playoffs. Denver? Or no, Utah. I expect the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Clippers to be the top three in that order. And then looking at the East, I have the Sixers as the one, the Bucks as the two, and the Celtics as the three. Just because when you're looking at the Nets... They need that center. That center makes a big difference. They were on a two. I think they lost two straight games. They lost to the Pistons, and then last night they got the win. But I think the Pacers shot below forty percent, which is ridiculous. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the the Nets just haven't been together enough with these new guys to develop cohesiveness. Obviously, you know. Kevin Durant makes a huge difference. The guy, he's been playing at an MVP level when he plays. Yeah. Listen, Steph Curry's been playing at an MVP level. Um, I, I think I've seen like statistics showing Steph Curry and Durant, when you compare their stats to their MVP years, they're either there or better. You know, so there's a lot of great basketball left to be played at the end of but the day. But I think when you're looking at the key factor, LeBron, he's in second place. And I think they had a 73-day gap between the bubble and the NBA season. And he, they're winning with and without. Listen, Jordan, I've said it to you before. At the end of the day, LeBron is the best player in the game right now, and he's argue he's in the you know discussion for best player of all time. I mean, what what else can you say? I mean, he's racking up statistics. He's breaking down records. You know. Yeah, but let's look at some other awards. Rookie of the year, we both agree. Lamelo Ball, no need to discuss. Most improved player, I'm changing it. I said Seth Curry. He went down with COVID. He had been struggling. I'm trading it to Macal Bridges on the Suns. They're a five seed right now. He's been great the whole year. Macal Bridges, who he sold his card? Yes. Really? Yes. If you look at his stats, they've been phenomenal. Interesting. But for the Suns, they're a five seed right now. Um, I have him or Jeremy Grant. Even though the Pistons have the worst record in the league, you cannot deny Jeremy Grant has been phenomenal this year and should be maybe an all-star. Yeah. I'm um, trying to think of other awards. Comeback player of the year, KD, no question. Um, or Steph Curry, but Steph Curry played at the end of the year last year. So I think they'll give that to KD. Finals predictions. Yeah, no, KD I think is a shoo-in on that. Um, finals predictions. Uh, right uh-huh. now I have LA Lakers versus Sixers. Both their teams are amazing, but... Watch out for the Bucks because they're on the come up. Yeah, listen, the Bucks are on the come up. I think the problem is with the Bucks until they actually come up, we're not going to know they have what it takes to get there. I don't know that the coach they have right now is making the adjustments. Um, he'll be gone if they don't make it that far. Um, and I think the Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to be in the mix as the, well. The Celtics, I don't think I've played one full game healthy yet just because of COVID issues. Yeah, but so we'll see how that unfolds as the season goes on. And, you know, I think as we've talked about in the uh, in the uh, Western Conference, I mean, it's the Lakers. It's, but, you know, there's the going to be some good if matchups. If the Lakers get a center that gets them boards, like I've been saying, Hassan Whiteside, Andre Drummond, maybe even a Miles Turner. If they get one of those centers to take over from Marcus Gasol, it's over. You're not stopping them. Well, what what is the deal with Marcus Gasol? Is he playing? He just or? he's you could just tell he he's, he's the starting now. center. He's old, he's sluggish, not the best defender. He can hit the threes, but I would rather have a guy like Drummond or um, Hassan Whiteside consistently dominating the paint, getting boards, scoring when they need to, and defensively they're great. No, I I agree. I agree yep. with your assessments, bud. 
trying to think if there's anything else what's going on I mean, in pop culture this week. I think Do- Dogecoin. Oh, Pokemon. Or, oh, yes. Yes, Pokemon. Pokemon. If you haven't heard by now, 25th anniversary, the McDonald's Happy Meals, if you haven't gotten your hands on them, they're giving away the Pokemon packs with the best card being a Pokemon Hollow or uh, a Pikachu um, Hollow. I think they were actually selling individual packs at one yeah, point. for $2.10 and and cents until I kind of ruined it. People started <laughs> coming in and I, I don't know. Well, you ruined it at one location, but yeah, I but, think um, it's, it's what's going on, you know, yeah, all and over the place. They're also selling in um, uh, cereal boxes now too where everyone gets a free Pikachu in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch boxes. But also talking about um, Pokemon packs, sports packs in general, Targets, a lot of Targets and Walmart just starting to cut down on uh, – their limit for people, limiting it to two um, packs or boxes per person, which is getting very interesting. Well, I mean, for those of you who don't try to buy cards at retail, you can't imagine what goes on. I mean, Jordan has gone I, I a couple woke up times. The, I woke up the other day at 6.15, got there. I don't there know if I'd brag about at this. At 6.50, I was second online. They had two boxes of stuff. And it, it was just pain. Yeah, and, there, and, there, and there are other people who are waiting. Um you know, when Jordan goes, so it, it becomes a bit of a ritual, but it does seem like it's getting harder and harder to buy cards at retail. It, it's gotten to the point where people start hiding boxes that they used to sell. I mean, I was at the, I was at Target last Wednesday or yesterday with a guy. There were 20 people there and the guy picks up where the toys are shelves. Under the shelf, he picks it up and really finds times. four Pokemon boxes. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So listen, we're talking about Pokemon, um, the Super Bowl. You have the commercials, uh, Do- Doji Coin, Doge, Doge, Doge Coin. I-, I was telling Jordan, like, I am not. You know, I'm 47 years old. I don't like to brag about it, but um, what you call it? Crypto seems to be coming. I'm I'm saying it's becoming bigger and bigger, but apparently there are. Thousands of people, maybe millions of people out there who've become millionaires over the last couple of years by investing in crypto. And it's not just Bitcoin. I mean, if there's all these other coins. Ethereum. Dog coin. Yes. Elon Musk from Tesla is talking about doggy coin. Doge. Sushi coin. Doge coin. Miyagi Doge. <laughs> um, I mean, there's all these coins out there. And man, let me tell you something. If you know about them, reach out because I'm looking to learn about them. So what else this week was going on in terms of pop culture? Clubhouse is becoming this huge app that's out there. We're reading about it every day. It's like you're watching it gain momentum. Apparently, it's like an app where where people get together and talk. Like I think Kanye West and Elon Musk were going to be on there. And Musk was on there the other day. And if you get an invite or a code, then you get the opportunity to talk. And it's really just – it's real-time collaboration by people about topics of common interest. So – it seems to be more and more, you know, media, interaction, content, not in person, you know, because of what's gone on with COVID the past year. It's really accelerated the adoption of these social networking uh, opportunities, let's call and it. I think we can touch on real quick. Trevor Bauer, who's basically the last big free agent to sign, sign with the Dodgers, the wealthy get wealthier. I mean, it's crazy. The Dodgers who, won- who dominated last year in the shortened season – Get the best pitcher who is available. Um, should be a great season. I yeah, think baseball is right around the corner. I mean, they they seem to be focusing on making Fernando Tatis like the face of the game. But He's I mean, cover of MLB right now. Yeah, but I mean, you have Soto, Acuna, Tatis. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, Bo Bichette we like. Vlad Guerrero. Torres. Yeah. Um, so that should be fun as well. So listen, as always, as I like to say, it's a good time to be a sports fan. A yeah. lot of good stuff coming up. We're going to wrap it up there, everybody. Again, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, please tell the people you know. We love hearing feedback from people. We love hearing ideas about what we should talk about, um, what you think about the show. Keep, keep it all coming. And we appreciate when everybody's taking time out of their busy schedule to listen. Yep. Thanks again, guys, for listening. We'll be, we'll, we will be back next week for another episode of the Jacob's Dynasty Sports Podcast. Have a good one.